0: And welcome to the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. America's top rated sportsbook. Be sure to like and subscribe. Leave us a five star wherever you get your podcast. Johnny Venerable, Bo Brock, audio only show today. Hours after Brock Purdy fraudulently advances to the <laughs> NFC Championship game. He can't keep getting away with this. Kudos, I guess, to San Francisco. They'll play the Eagles and, and hopefully lose next week. We got bigger things to talk about. And I think Bo, it really kind of centers around the availability or lack thereof. Where the hell is D'Amico Ryan's, and why didn't the Cardinals get this interview done before waiting to the last minute? He's a busy guy.
1: Was there too much public outcry that he was potentially within the the final hours before the Niners took on the Dragons and the Dragons? I'm sorry, as a House of Dragon commercial goes across my TV screen, <laughs> holy crap. Uh, the Cowboys, one of my favorite pastimes is watching their season end, uh, without a Super Bowl again, uh, hours before it, did he take too much public, you know, flack that maybe he canceled the two interviews he had remaining before they were going to take on the Cowboys. I don't know, but it was a busy news filled weekend for the Arizona Cardinals. And you know, that's just, that was not the cherry on top that we wanted Johnny.
0: No. And it pisses me off because you think about like. The two teams I would have pegged as the favorites to get D'Amico had those interviews gone down. Like we talked about it on Friday's show, like John McClain, Houston Chronicle, like they're going to try to court D'Amico Ryan. Well, newsflash, Johnny, they don't have their interview scheduled. They're going to have to wait if they want to hire D'Amico Ryan's. I'm trying to pull this up in real time. So you're going to have to forgive me, podcasting audience. But the Colts, it sounds like, got an interview request in. Um, and I think got their interview in. Uh, I also know that the Broncos got their interview in with D'Amico yeah. Ryans.
1: And, Friday, and I, night, Friday night, Houston, their team Twitter account, tweeted out that the Texans had completed their interview with D'Amico Ryans.
0: So that that just leaves the Arizona Cardinals and I believe the Carolina Panthers. The okay. Team so the Texans not. did get their interview in. I was under yeah. the impression that they did not. Okay, so they complete. Oh, it was the Panthers and the Cardinals who were told, take, take a beat. They canceled, they canceled. D'Amico Ryan canceled on the Panthers and the Cardinals. So he interviewed with Houston. He interviewed with, with Denver. And he interviewed with Indy. Um, Why didn't Michael Bidwell Bo, prioritize this earlier in the week? If if you're going to knock Michael Bidwell this off season, and there hasn't been much to knock, why are you interviewing Vance Joseph? We've got our chart. We're tracking this in real time. Why are you interviewing Frank Wright and Vance Joseph midweek last week, the 17th and the 18th? Why,
1: um, why are you sneaking in a Dan Quinn one-hour virtual interview? Why are you talking to Aaron Glenn on Saturday as well? Uh, I mean, I, I just think that D'Amico Ryans, it's no secret to anybody, is going to be is the hottest candidate out there
0: not named Sean Pate. It's frustrating because I think that Cardinal fans, myself included, I, even after they submitted the request, like he put them on the back burner earlier in the week. Remember, it was like they were going to do it on like Thursday or Friday. And then they're like, wait a minute, we're going to TBD it for a later date. And I'm like, that's not good. That's got kind of the Sean Payton stench a little bit with going on there. We'll talk about that later. But and then they they schedule it. which you're like, shit. All right. They're going to do it Saturday, probably Saturday. And then you get the Fowler report saying it's definitely happening and then people started freaking out Niner's Twitter because I put something out saying it was Sunday based on Fowler's report. But then, like, maybe it was late Saturday. Turns out it never happened. And right. it was never going to happen. Um, and that's a gut punch, man, because per the NFL rules, unless... And we needed a, a Niner loss day for many different reasons. Mm-hmm. Had they lost today on Sunday, it, he would have been fair game immediately. And he probably would have interviewed Tuesday. But now... You have to hope that they lose to the Eagles next week. Otherwise, you couldn't interview him for the first time until the week before the Super Bowl. And I'm going to tell you right now like, I think that the Eagles are beating the 49ers next weekend, but like, you're going to wait even a full week to do your first interview with D'Amico Ryan's, you're going to wait until what's today. We're recording this. It's the 22nd. So tomorrow's the 23rd. So potentially you're going to wait to do your first interview with D'Amico Ryan's on the 30th or like the first of February. That that to me, I just feel like, like we feel like you should have incentivized D'Amico Ryan's bowl, but I guess they, they thought that either they weren't going to be in contention for him or they could have taken their time. And regardless, I think it was a mistake.
1: Well, it's also going to be telling to see, you know, who which teams fill vacancies between now and then. I mean, right? It's, it's one thing to have that sense of urgency and then just to get that spot filled. Obviously, there's a lot that's going to come down the pike. Obviously, you want to kind of get your coaching staff in order, start to do that as the college all-star games start to happen, the senior bowl, east-west shrine game. I mean, there's going to be so many things going on that you want that spot filled, but, you know, do some of the teams that feel like they're not even in it, do they start to kind of move off of D'Amico Ryan's, or do they feel like they can't wait? Uh, I, I mean, at the end of the day, if they end up getting him, I have no problem with it. it, it I don't care how long it takes. It, it becomes a Bruce Arian situation. But
0: don't you have to have assurance that you're going you to get him
1: to wait 10 more days? And it's tough to know that. I mean, and also just how this weekend played out or, or this week played out, it, it shouldn't give you – very much confidence. Like he did not prioritize the Cardinals. I mean, the the Texans got the interview on, uh, as we said, on Friday, he's interviewed with other teams already. The Broncos, they met with him in the Bay area, I think on Thursday. So yeah, there, there isn't both parties are not prioritizing each other. So it just makes you think, I mean, do the Arizona Cardinals, were they just going to do a token interview just because they wanted to continue to cast this wide net and show that and just just played it too cool, played it way too cool. And then D'Amico Ryan's defense shines in in the the entire contest, you know, against Dak Prescott, that Dallas Cowboys offense. I mean, holding them to 12 points. I mean, it was masterful. And to see, especially at the end where you see poor Dalton Schultz make two dumb boneheaded mistakes. Yeah, We talk about the lack of attention to details in Arizona for so long and you yeah. saw it on full display with Mike McCarthy and Kellen Moore's <laughs> offense with Dallas with Schultz, who you know he, he makes the move backwards instead of forward, so he doesn't get the clock to stop going out of bounds. And then the next play, it feels like he doesn't get his, he lacks the doesn't get his foot down, and it's just like, and then D'Amico Ryan's defense is, is making sure that he's going backwards. Like his defense was ready, like so prepared for that game and kicks so much ass. Uh, it was more than just like Nick Bosa and, and the stars there. It was that right. was just balling. And D'Amico Ryans was a big part of it. And, and Dallas his offense couldn't match it. I mean, Dan Quinn, another guy who interviewed for, for this job with the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, he, his defense played well, but not, he,
0: you know, D'Amico's defense played great. Right. It's a generational unit and it's not because of just personnel. It's, it's because of his leadership. And again, I, I just, he made Dak Prescott look awful. I mean, slow and old and beat up uh, and outside of a couple, you know, Hail Mary plays from, from CD lamb. I mean, Zeke looked terrible. I mean, it was, a, it was a clinic, especially in the red zone. I mean, they could he do nothing center on that final play. I, yeah, it was an embarrassment. <laughs> I mean like all the goodwill that Mike McCarthy built up last week. I mean, he, he ran through it pretty c- quickly and I, I threw some shade at your boy, Kellen Moore on Twitter. I might like, yeah. stay away from Kellen Moore. Yeah, I probably. don't need to see that in, in, in Arizona. Um, so let's, let's contextualize this. Cause this, I mean, Brian Flores, who I think is the overwhelming favorite right now to be the next head coach, of the Arizona Cardinals. And I don't think there's a close second is going to the facility tomorrow. Uh, we're recording this you know, late Sunday night. So Monday, January 23rd, Brian Flores is going to sit one-on-one with Monty Allison Ford, and then he's going to meet with Michael Bidwell um, for the second time. They met with him back in, in 2018. Um, I th- I think right now, barring something unforeseen, that 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 that's going to be become the the talking point because you look at the tracker, Bo, our tracker of head coaches, and and what's going on here. Here's some problems that the Cardinals either have ran themselves into, or might maybe not. Maybe they weren't prioritizing it. The Sean Payton saga seems to have taken a screeching halt and they've had every opportunity to, to, request, not request, but schedule. They have not prioritized scheduling with Sean Payton. I still think he's going to go back to Fox, whatever. Uh, Our guy, uh, Benjamin Albright says they requested to talk to Jonathan Gannon. Now that that could have happened over the weekend. We didn't know about it. We haven't heard about it yet. He can't talk to them. If they haven't spoken to John Gannon, same thing like D'Amico. He can't talk to them until at least next week. And then, of course, D'Amico Ryan's canceled on the Cardinals. So then it's like, okay, Brian Flores is interviewing tomorrow. They did a an hour Zoom with Dan Quinn. Now, that could pivot to a second interview in person. That, that's very possible. But then it's Aaron Glenn, uh, our guy, Averro, the D.C. with the Broncos, Vance Joseph and Frank Wright. I mean, like. If that's the group we're pulling from, Bo, you got to be down on your hands and knees Monday morning that Brian Flores is never allowed to leave the state of Arizona when he gets when he gets to to Tempe tomorrow because good hell, the rest of that group, not great. No, no it's not. I mean, it's as unproven as, as you could possibly get.
1: Uh, it, it's really got 2013 coach search vibes to it. You know where where they lucked into Bruce Arians, where the Bears weren't smart enough to uh to keep Bruce and, and hire him. Instead they went with the nerd coach, uh Mark Trestman, instead. Uh it, it's it's yeah, it's concerning. This is where you obviously you're not hitting a panic button, but it's not great. It's not looking great. Uh the, the one thing I would say though, I guess the, the silver lining here is, you know, Brian Flores is interviewing otherwise for defensive coordinator jobs. Yeah. In, Atlanta, in Minnesota and and it's not he's he, he isn't getting I, I believe the only head coaching interview he has is with the Arizona Cardinals. So um, that's that's kind
0: of the saving that's, grace here. That's Kingsbury vibes. Now I know Kingsbury interviewed with the Jets once upon a time. Right. That same hiring cycle, but it it's not Kingsbury vibes in the sense that like Brian Flores deserves to be a head coach again because of what he did. Cliff, everybody is like, what are you doing? What's happening in Arizona with the Jets and the Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen? You're interviewing who? You're fighting over Cliff Kingsbury? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I mean, does it does it show you Bo, that like it's we got a report Ian Cunningham dec- like was offered the job for Michael Bidwell and right. he said no and, and quote it wasn't a good fit. Now that could mean a lot of different things: relocation, money, vibes, whatever. But mm-hmm. like, is this disheartening for Cardinal fans? We're sitting here again, late January, and you're kind of scraping through the bottom of the barrel of sorts, in, in certain aspects of your coaching search.
1: Right. But you, you, you hope that the organization remains steadfast, right? That they, they, they stick with their plan. If they, if they're not getting, as long as they're not getting their vibes, like it's, you know, D'Amico Ryan's bald head is saying, no, I got to wash my hair today. I can't do it. Right. As long as he's not putting it off and and just kind of doing it to, to be courteous to you, but also not completely just say thanks, but no thanks. Right. Uh, and with the rest of these candidates, right? The, the Jonathan Gannons. It's, it's Philly's defense dominated Danny Dimes and the Giants on Saturday. Um, no, but you sh- you shouldn't feel comfortable. Like at, at at no time should you feel comfortable. And you know the other hot coordinators, like the Bengals, two coordinators, one who I had on my list, the offensive coordinator Brian Callahan, and their defensive coordinator absolutely deserves maybe a look. But to your point, you can't talk to him now. Like those guys are off limits. I don't know if that crop is deep enough to where maybe you say, Hey, we, we still want to talk to these guys. We still want to continue to cast that wide net. And and in order to do so and do that due diligence, we just have to be patient. And I know in this, uh, you know, we need everything now world we live in. It's tough to do so, but uh, you just hope to see progress, right? You hope to see maybe if an interview isn't scheduled you know, obviously for next week, because you can't, it's scheduled. The Like we get reports I, that D'Amico Ryan is going gonna, is gonna to do it between the conference <laughs> championship game and, and Super Bowl potentially. I
0: just, I have never, ever heard of a scenario in which a team hired a coach and waited until the week of the conference championship game to do the first interview um, or the week after. I'm sorry. No, I've yeah. never heard of that happening. Like... My confidence is waning. Absolutely. That that's a realistic possibility. When Kyle Shanahan got the Niner job, it was understood he was going to take that job when he was with the Falcons. Remember that whole they didn't hire him for that whole playoff run, but like yeah. after their wild card win, like they had fired their coach in San Francisco. They had fired Chip Kelly like early. And they were like, Kyle's our guy. And they had done vetting and they had talked to him and he was like, I'm taking your job. Let me let me do this postseason route with Atlanta like the you cannot have confidence. He's going to, he's going to be in the mix. Now you just can't, right? Because again, I, they're going to do second interviews, hundred percent. Like this will not be Brian Flores. And he's already advanced to round two by default, right? (laughs) He had a first round by in this coaching search. So you look at the rest of this group and it's like, Bo, who's even going to be asked back that we have to fucking sweat out from this group. Like does, do, do they, do they call Mike Kafka this week and say, Mike, You you had a nice year with Brian Dable come in like that's a trendy name. You can't interview anybody on Philadelphia staff, right? There's nobody really in the in the AFC that I think you would want. I mean, like this is this is it. This is this is what you got going on for the next head coach. You hope not. You just hope not. Like I I understand. Like it. Give me a name. Give me a name that they could interview that they haven't yet. That's available to interview. Yeah, like tomorrow we could get a request. Like they're interviewing Flores, but they put in a request to talk to ex coach. It would stop. have to be like a Kafka. <laughs> stop, stop, stop. stop. <laughs> What's DraftKings say? Like we don't. I'm not even. I don't even have to do an official DraftKings read. We love I, DraftKings. Like if you're not, if you're not putting your fucking 401k on Brian Flores right now to become the next head coach of this team. They're doing our Zoom sessions. I my son's uh, parent-teacher conference lasted longer than that, and they're doing they're they're doing an hour with Dan Quinn. Brian Flores has moved to one fifteen. It was at one fifty on Friday. It's w- plus one fifteen. You'll like this: D'Amico, Ryan's, and Vance Joseph both neck and neck at plus five fifty.
1: Brian it's Flores quite, tomorrow. So he was plus seven
0: hundred on Friday when we had our show, yeah. our live show. So he I bet out. that hasn't I bet that hadn't been updated since then though. That probably got updated when they when the interview was gonna go down. Yeah. I predict by tomorrow, this time, tomorrow, Monday night, Floros will be but do you, even money or have let my, me ask you this. Is there it
1: seems like in the Denver Broncos it feels like was were light years ahead of all the other organizations. They were lining up even before Black Monday. They were already lining up. They I think they are interviewed like Jim Harbaugh already they were lining up interview after interview and do you, do you think at least Denver makes a decision this week are we going to see what the f- five openings no are we are going to see a hiring this
0: week I don't think so and I so what's, Bright, what's, the, what's the rush I mean I understand. It, can you start from scratch with D'Amico Ryan's next week if he's the guy how how do they know how does he know that they know I don't know I want him to be the guy. You want him to be the guy. As I watch, as I watch him kick Dak Prescott's
1: ass, that was, that was a clinic in the in the yeah in the divisional round. I mean, you you have to you have to get that con- you have to have that conversation unless the vibes that you got this weekend. And I know you're putting a lot of a lot of stress and a lot of pressure on your first time GM to to read the room here. Like, is it is can they have a realistic conversation? Can he be a legitimate candidate? That that's what they if D'Amico's like, damn it, couldn't work it in. I'm sorry, we gotta make this ha- we gotta make this happen. Just just I know the window's closed for now. Let's make it happen afterwards. But if it's like, uh, if he, if he's wavering on it, then yeah, you gotta move forward. You talk I'm to your you, you start to you start to move on offensive coordinators. I don't disagree with that. And I know like people should be skeptical that you can get even make anything happen with Ryan's, which is unfortunate. It's it's a big Like I said, I I thought Ryan's getting on the schedule with save face franchise that kind of gotten stiff-armed by a couple key candidates, and that's brutal. But, you know, in order to continue the momentum to sit on your hands for a full week straight, that's a tough look, and that's that's tough to
0: sell to a fan base. Like, my buddy who's a Niner fan asking me how real their interest was. I'm like, well, I'm sure they like him, but, like, Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch are they recommending D'Amico go to Arizona? Probably not. Right. That's, that's, that's tough. Um, and I think that, you know, the new GM not having a relationship with him, had you been able to get the guy who went to Tennessee Carth, if you got an Adam Peters, you, you had a pretty good shot, I think to at least get D'Amico in the building and talk to him. There's a familiar face. You worked with them, probably had many personnel meetings about draft picks and free agents like I to me it's like if they were all in on D'Amico, then you, you if Michael Bidwell wanted D'Amico Ryan's, if they had met before, if he had interviews with them or casual, you know, one offs at these these, you know, diversity and inclusion sessions that they've had in the offseason, uh, in an effort to get, you know, more minority coaches that Michael Bidwell is so passionate about, say they're passed across at one of those. He's like, man, I'm really taking with D'Amico Ryans. I'm going to do everything I can. I'm going to get somebody from San Francisco to come run my personnel department so we can get D'Amico Ryans. That didn't happen. I mean, the two guys they offered to the job were not the two guys from San Francisco. Granted, they were turned down by Adam Peters. So if you're if you're scoring at home, they've been turned down by two GMs and a head, and a head coaching prospect, at least right now, and they've opted to not interview Sean Payton, at least right now. It's a little strange, but it's not the end of the world. And I think that that's what's important is – Everything we've heard about Monty it, the way people talk about him, mm-hmm. totally qualified to be a general manager in the NFL. Is sure. he going to do a good job? We hope so. We don't know though. Yeah. Now it's like I I really do believe like to get this fan base fired up, you you got to be able to pull in Brian Flores, w- whatever it takes. And it's uh, you're you're, you're, to, you're wincing at me. No, I know. I, I just think that I mean like to
1: what I said earlier. I mean. He's not getting anything beyond a defensive coordinator job
0: outside of the Cardinals. So, do you think there's any possibility he could just decline the job if no. they offered him the head job? Do you think there's any possibility he said uh, he says no? He, I think he sees it as
1: his his way to uh, redeem himself, not or or vindicate himself. No doubt, right? Yeah. And um, he, he, I think he would like the idea of a working relationship with somebody that he's familiar with, uh, in Monte Ozenfort. No, I, I think that there, there's no way he's going to be like, ah, thanks, but no thanks. I'm going to go go be the DC and hitch, hitch my wagon to Kirk Cousins in Minnesota or Desmond Ritter in in, in Atlanta. I, I just don't think that that's going to happen. So you have the luxury of your your B, your plan B, your plan C. You know, if your plan C is Frank Reich, I mean, these guys aren't getting head coaching interviews. So and and you're not going to see any movement potentially. From the other four vacancies, so if you, you, you need to just vet out somehow, and I know he's a busy guy, uh, and, and I don't know if it, if the if the line is just dead for a week straight, but just figure out if you can get that interview, and if you can, you you keep that you keep that hope alive. Uh, I will uh, say this is we're twenty plus minutes into this, that it was the Colts. The Colts never did get the interview. It was according to uh, Jay Glazer. Big shout out to uh, Brandon Butterfield who. Yeah, they didn't get the interview. They didn't get the interview. So it wasn't the Panthers. He must have done the Panthers earlier or if he had the reschedule too, like Sean Payton. But Cards and Colts... Um, he, he, the two teams we thought were going to yeah. vie for him. Yeah, he canceled on them to spend the rest of the day working on the game plan against the Cowboys. Okay, so let's do process of elimination here. Um, because... But it seemed it, like it was on
0: Sunday because Glazer tweeted that out on tell Sunday. Webb- web forums, 69.com that came after me about, (laughs) about the tweet about Sunday. It's like, calm the fuck down. Niner fans, give us something to to hope for. I don't care when the Cardinals interview them or where they do it, but yeah, I mean, let's do process of elimination, Bo, because I, let's put the Cardinals in the Colt and the Texans aside for a second. I'm Mm -hmm. glad you clarified that. Um, uh, again, this is, this is me thinking probably too simplistic. But if, if Carolina is going to go with a defensive guy, why wouldn't they just hire Steve Wilkes? I know it's not apples and oranges, but that that just seems like a – that's a tough look for Steve Wilks. Mm-hmm. Um, and it feels like they are staunchly – they're interviewing all, all the offensive guys. Mm-hmm. And if I if I pull up DraftKings right now – and I, I meant to talk about this on the show on Friday. Isn't Steichen is a favorite there? Yeah. Like, D'Amico's not favored to go anywhere on DraftKings. Uh, yeah. That's
1: what I was saying on Friday. I was like, this is – in my opinion, this is the top newcomer to the offensive coordinator crop. I think he's the the cream of the offensive co- or the the coordinator crop. And we there could be a reality where he's going back and he's the DC of the San Francisco 49ers because these franchises are too ignorant to get out of their own
0: way. All right, here, real quick, rapid fire. Panthers. Shane Stechen is the favorite yeah. at plus 260. That that feels pretty legitimate. You get CJ Stroud or whomever. Carolina wants to trade up for a quarterback. Peyton's plus 350 there. Wilkes is plus 400. Then you got to jump all the way down to like six in line. D'Amico rhymes a plus 1000 Broncos. All right. Peyton's plus 175. Dan Quinn's plus 300. Their head coach is going to be one of those two guys, either right. Sean Payton or Dan Quinn. Now D'Amico's plus 500. He's third. It's, I mean, it's going to be one of those three, but that like Dan Quinn, like that's going to get done. I feel like, I feel like Sean Payton's going back to Fox. Dan Quinn was interviewed last year. They they wanted Dan Quinn, but they had talked themselves into Hackett. They wanted the sexy offensive coach, but then the Colts. Who's the favorite for the Colts? Plus two fifty. Jeff Saturday. What the? <laughs> and then you've got Eric Bieniemy at plus three fifty, and then D'Amico Ryan's a plus four hundred. And they like for the Colts. They like, uh, Raheem, um, it Raheem Morris from? Yeah, he's from LA. plus nine hundred. Is he now that I'm now that I'm looking at this though? And then we've got Houston's not even available on here because they're that much of a tire fire. I'm looking at this Colts odd. And if they if Ursay has any pulse of the room, everybody says Bianami's not getting a head job. Right. And they're saying he needs to go somewhere else and take another OC job so he can prove himself away from Andy Reid, which I don't disagree with. If saying? they don't hire a Saturday, just like red flags that that have just been there forever. Right. Is 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 the Colts the job for D'Amico Ryan's? Is that the job oh, that makes I the think, most sense?
1: I think the Texans, just because there's familiarity there. Without doing
0: an interview, though, he's no, not going to talk told, to them. They, did. they interviewed him on Friday. Okay, so the Colts didn't get it. The, right. See, I'm I'm getting the Colts and the Texans. Do Panthers dumpster fires? Yeah, I'm, sorry. I'm, all right, so the Colts, so the Texans talked to him. They did. So maybe They're, that's why it's not even on DraftKings.
1: Yeah, I don't know why Houston wouldn't be on there. I I think that that's the team that they shouldn't be in the conversation. Everybody knows they're a disaster. I don't know if he just keeps the door open because yeah, they're not even on here because they were the team that he started with, right? He played a lot of his solid years in the NFL at wearing a Texans uniform, and it's like the devil you know versus the devil you don't know, And, and what he's probably getting from is the people he respects in the Niners organization. It, it's that that's what's wild to me is is that D'Amico Ryans could be saddled with just a, a job that falls in his lap or the only opening that that was smart enough to, to keep to to offer him the job. And and I think that's that's the only thing that should give Cardinals fans hope at this point, right? Cause it seems like the Broncos, he's got two people legitimately in front of him. And if things seriously fall apart there, they didn't happen. Right. Um, and, and then, you know, Carolina, who's got all the money. I, I think Carolina is, is still a place that would be smart to, to offer him because, you know, played at Bama and, you know, it's kind of the South a little bit. Would, would he go back close to home? Good defense. You got Burns, you got uh Derek Brown, you got JC Horn. There's, there's a lot of appealing things about Carolina outside of the quarterback position. So I, I think just the way that the the dominoes are falling right now, it's playing to the Cardinals advantage to where, you know, do you have the guts to be patient?
0: Well, it's I mean, Michael been, Bidwell has, has
1: been out. one interview. That's the biggest part. And I, and I hear you on that. That is.
0: What were you doing interviewing Vance Joseph and Frank Wright? Prime real estate 17th and 18th of the month. You just take the PG, run over to Santa Clara and, and block out an hour. Well, I mean, the,
1: the problem, problem is, I mean, you know how NFL practice weeks work. I mean, Wednesday it's install. So, I mean, that's they, they hired Monty on Monday night and then he has his press conference Tuesday. And then, I mean, you should have, he should have been the first person you call, but you know, Wednesday's probably a no go for most of those guys. Right. And then Thursday he was meeting with, with Denver. I don't know why they didn't just try to line up a a meeting in the Bay area, just like the Broncos did. I don't know. I mean, that's to me, I agree with you. I think that's a big misstep and it's wild because out, I can't believe we spent so much time on this because they, they hired an assistant general manager and they've got a meeting next weekend of reported with the, the Andre
0: Hopkins about his future so much good stuff this weekend some of it good some of it mind-boggling all right we'll talk more about the head coach on Monday and I was gonna ask you like who's a sleeper for this job there isn't one right now we're like Michael Bidwell is asleep for the sleepers and it's it's, everything's pointing at Brian Flores we're gonna talk about that on the show Monday all right so let's I want to talk about the assistant GM um, because I listen I you know Bo I'm not shy about my disdain for like the Kime tree and mm-hmm. I think it was poison in the franchise. And we talked about this in November and December, we got some pushback. Like if I'm sorry, Adrian Wilson, Quentin Harris, like you have a relationship with Steve Kime professionally. Like you're just, uh, it's process. Uh, it's not process of elimination, but it's just, you're, you, you're associated, you're associated with him for better or worse. Right. Even if you, tr- if, even if you tried to push back on every decision he has ever made, Mm-hmm. You can't you can't be associated with Steve Kime and the and the infection that he was on this franchise and think that you're going to get these jobs because p- smart people are going to come in. Monty Asmfor we tweeted out from PHNX Cardinals first external GM in 29 years. He's going to come in and one his own people, and right. he I think he got a good one. I, I do too. I mean, so they make the hire of Dan
1: Sears from Detroit. In Detroit, if you look at their track record, especially drafting the last couple of years, it's unreal. Uh, What they've done in the trenches, what they've done as far as just finding late-round talent. And Dan Sears, like Monty Austin Fort, 22, 23 years experience scouting, working in front NFL front offices, and it's just – I think it's Dave. Dave Sears. I'm sorry. Yes, Dave Sears. Correct. And you've got Sears who comes in with an immense amount of of – Uh, just experience and uh, some sort of connection with Monty Austin for a lot of mutual respect there. And you've got Adrian Wilson, who is really just started half a decade, like what, five, six years ago uh, as a scout and he's made his way up and he's a, he's a, he's a quick riser through the Cardinals ranks, but also guilty by association uh, with Steve Keim. And they needed some fresh eyes on this. And I think it's just sometimes professionally, it's unfortunate for people. You run into it and you just, it's bad luck. And, but I think the Cardinals fans need to realize, look, you got the best version of Adrian Wilson. That was the player. I don't think that like, does he become, does he rise the ranks somewhere else? Does he, does he prove you wrong and say he's the next John Lynch or he's the next like master architect of NFL teams I mean, maybe, but if I'm, if I'm Michael Bidwell and I'm looking at how the last 10 years went down, I, you know, I'm, I'm betting on external right now. I'm, I'm betting on somebody outside the organization to get some fresh eyes on this and to really give it a true attempt at building this thing correctly. And I just don't think that that could have been done by the, the, the internal, you know, guys that were there between Quentin Harris and Adrian Wilson
0: couple names, if you're casually looking up Dave Sears, what the Lions have done in the draft recently, um, they took Amon-Ron St. Brown, uh, who's become a pretty good household name for your casual NFL fan, um, two rounds later than the Cardinals took Rondell Moore back in that 2021 draft. Uh, St. Brown averages now back-to-back 1,000-yard receiving seasons. Phenomenal player. Uh, out of... uh, I believe he went to USC. Yeah. uh, And he was a fourth-round pick. Uh, They also took Panay Sewell. Um, They've just... They've pressed all the right buttons in personnel and the draft, and this is the guy that's the head of their... was the head of the Detroit Lions College Scouting Department. And now he works for the Arizona Cardinals. Thank fucking God. And they get some new life and some new blood. And again, I'll put a bow on it the the best way I can, Bo. Like, I, I think very similar, like Eric Bieniemy, Quentin Harrison and, and, and Adrian Wilson. I, I just, I feel like that the window for them to get promoted with this franchise is gone um, mm-hmm. for these jobs because Michael Bidwell, you know, fair or not saw what happened with Steve Kime and wa- wa- wisely said, I'm going to pivot and I got to pivot to new people. And when you empower a new, a new manager, a new GM, and you want somebody that had options and Monty did, you have to give them the ability to hire their own people. And sure. I think that's what for a lot of people didn't understand. It's like, you know, I got messages and people are saying like, I don't really get what the team is doing, Well, they're doing what they've never done before. Mm-hmm. And we should commend them for that. Even if it means that, I mean, the, the rap sheet tweet was, was, was pretty, yeah, I was pretty wild. It was like pa- shockingly or surprisingly passing over two strong internal candidates. And I'm like, yeah, but the, you watch this team 17 weeks every year and you watch how they operate in the draft. And again, I'm not putting it all on quitting and Adrian, it's not surprising. I think Michael Bidwell finally woken up. Yeah.
1: And I don't think that there isn't a path to where they can, can't remain with the organization. Sure. And, they want to. And land where they want it with it, within an a assistant GM job or a GM job. Like if the Arizona Cardinals front office, that's that's that Monty Austin Ford is building is successful. Immensely success, is successful. Look at what's going on with San Francisco. I mean, they mm-hmm. had two guys that were legitimate candidates you know, Perry decided to not interview. He wanted to focus on the playoffs. And then you had Rand Carthon, who got the GM job uh, in Tennessee. So, I mean, if if they kick ass, it doesn't matter. They're going to want to. Teams are going right. to pick from your from your front office. So, if if they like what if if there's mutual respect and there there's in, in A-Dub and Quentin Harris want to stay here, place they're familiar with that they've been with for so long, and learn under new leadership. That might not be the worst idea, but I still wouldn't, I think everybody understands like, okay, they passed up on you and you, if you feel like you need to go elsewhere to kind of get that opportunity, then do it. And no, nobody would, nobody would hold it against them.
0: Aaron Glenn relationship with with Dave Sears at all maybe is the Lions DC is that somebody to watch for or is that reaching too I think much to he, that, that might be why he got the interview
1: I thought about that yeah I mean that, that might have been why he got the interview and, and Sears was like hey you gotta, you gotta talk to this guy at least um but yeah I, I hope that you know that the DC on the leagues what was it in the 20s, was
0: it 26th ranked defense? Yeah, it was It was down there. It was down there with old Vance. Yeah. Um, and again, d- deserves to keep his job because they're training up in Detroit. But I, I don't think anybody's making a claim that Aaron Glenn's ready to be a head coach in the NFL. Um, all right. Well, there's so much to talk I like, about. I like,
1: you know? I like Glenn where it's not the Cardinals being prisoners of the moment necessarily. Yeah. Like Glenn was a name that was kind of being around a couple of years ago, like when he was hired as the DC people like, okay, that guy's going to be a future head coach. And, and that's probably, you know, maybe it's, it's too soon for that, but I'm glad they're talking to a guy that's well-respected around the league from, from players to to coaches around the league. So that's, that's good. That's, that's casting the wide net.
0: That's it. And finally, (laughs) DeAndre Hopkins is going to talk to Monty Austin for this week about the future with, with him and the Arizona Cardinals. Um, I don't have a problem with that. I texted you, Bo. I have a problem with this becoming public because I am concerned that this will turn into what happened with the Dallas Cowboys, where you knew a divorce was coming. So teams could underbid. Um, I don't, I don't see a benefit and you could hopefully talk me out of this of coming out of this meeting and publicly stating, yeah, we think it's best if DeAndre, we're going to look for a new team. It's just like, or don't do that and just say, we'll figure it out over the course of the offseason. Leave us alone. We may keep him. We may trade him. The biggest issue I have with this is you don't know who the coach is. Doesn't it come down yeah. to the coach Doesn't or do, it or, do, or do you, do you know who the coach is? Is the coach yeah. coming
1: tomorrow? Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, it either have a really good sense of it. Yeah. Is it Brian Flores? You know, Demico Ryan's going to interview for in two weeks and yeah. at the ops on, got a foot out the door. Right. Yeah. That's that. I mean, that's where you're like, what, what are we doing here? I mean, because Monty said he wants to everybody to be unified front. Right. Um, so, and he's just going to make, decisions he's going to take the best wide receiver that's you know in that facility and and, you know one of the best in the nfc west and in the league you're going to just keep you're just going to make the decision on your own like hey we're going to deal you or you know is it a conversation like hey you know i heard that this could be this could be mutually beneficial for both sides like you want to compete at 30 going 31 uh you've only got so many years left do you want to would you you know, waive your no trade clause and, and help us make a deal bring bringing some draft capital and expedite this rebuild. So yeah, it'd be, it'd be interesting to hear what comes out of that, that uh, if anything comes out of that meeting, that's going to happen reportedly this week for the Arizona Cardinals and star wide receiver, DeAndre Hopkins. Of course, anything breaks on Monday, we will, uh, we'll break it down on pH Cardinals tomorrow afternoon, live shows all week, Johnny. And so we're just kind of gearing up for another week of coaching Requests and interviews and maybe some
0: traction towards a, a new head coach. You never know. Don't you outro this show. I'm ready to go another hour. There's too <laughs> much going on. See, you can barely right. keep both eyes open. I'm, I'm <laughs> disappointed with this D'Amico news, but it is. There was, I forgot that took I'm center stage. And I forgot about this other shit that went on. Yeah. I'm not
1: trying to like spit shine this turd. That's, that's a turd sandwich. No doubt about it. That, you know, seemed like they were trying to shoehorn an interview in. You're like, what are you honestly going to get out of an interview that really seemed like it was going to be on the day of the game? And then he's just like, you know, I've got too much on my plate that I let, let's just reschedule it. And then the NFL rules are in place where you can't even talk to him this week. So uh, Cardinals have put themselves in a, in a rough spot and the sky is blue
0: and other things that you already knew. <laughs> love this franchise love this podcast PHNX Cardinals podcast get it wherever you get your podcast like and subscribe buckle up we're back Monday through Friday live shows including our 430 special at four peaks in Tempe come on down hang out let's talk some cards coach carousel for Bo Brock I'm Johnny Vernable. we'll see you Monday <laughs>